where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Welcome back, everybody, to Two White Chicks in China. We're excited Hi. to have you. We are. Holly's super excited. I am. I am. <laughs> this is exci- This is as excited as I can get. Wow. <laughs> well, I am impressed. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so, Holly, what do you have for us this week in terms of something new? Okay. So,、um, this has made the news this morning.、Um, so, a guy in Hunan.、Um, Has been in a, he's been in a car accident, and basically,、um, it turns out that he was a mega con artist, and he had seventeen girlfriends on the go. Oh my goodness yep, gracious! Yep. Oh my goodness. That is an expensive habit. No, no, no. It's not because the thing is, is that he's been getting money from them. Whoa. Yep. He's taken like tens of thousands of renminbi from these women. So they are—they are basically not just one or two turn up at the hospital. Seventeen girlfriends all turn <laughs> up at the hospital. Can you imagine that? And of course, they're all like looking at each other and swapping like stories and saying, "Oh, like why are you here?" And they all realize they're all involved with the same guy. How do you have time for that? How do you not realize、know. your boyfriend is seeing sixteen other people? I don't know, but it doesn't—it <laughs> doesn't stop there.、Um, it also turns out that he's working for an engineer firm without a degree. All he's got is like a high school diploma. He doesn't have a degree. He's not qualified to work for a, an engineer company.、Um, and also, he—it、uh, said he cheated his ex-wife out of two hundred fifty thousand renminbi as well. He, so he'd obviously manipulated her in some way, then divorced her.、Um, but basically, to all of these like relationship relationships he was having with women were all through QQ and WeChat. Oh, so he wasn't actually seeing、mm, them. No, I guess. He began his relationships with QQ and WeChat, and、um, they actually looked into his account and found two、uh, hundred other female targets that he had on his radar. Holy cow! It's kind of it's kind of freaky to be honest. I kind of want to hire him. Yeah, he's he's obviously quite <laughs> you know collected. That's just like, amazing.、Yeah. I mean, obviously those girls must be ticked off. <laughs> But wow,、yeah. that's almost、mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm. I can't. I'm just impressed. <laughs> yeah, it's just. It's there are often these kind of funny little stories about just ri- just ridiculous things that happen to people. Well, it's crazy. I mean, in okay, just having like three or four girlfriends is already、mm-hmm. you know quite the. Feet, but seventeen.、Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine what his life looks like. You know, that is craziness. It is, and yeah, and unfo- well, well, unfortunately, I mean, he's he's done it, you know, himself. But he probably got caught for fraud. So, well, let's hope so.、Mm-hmm. The fact that it's impressive doesn't make it less awful. That's true. <laughs> I know. I know those poor women. I remember one time I was on the metro here in Shenzhen, and I was. Sitting, actually, I was standing, and there was a guy sitting next to me. And on the metro rails, there's like a glass partition, so you can quite easily look over at the person who's sitting down.、Mm-hmm. And I could see his phone,、mm-hmm. and he was chatting with several girls at the same time. At the same time, and he was—I <laughs> was just peeking over, you know, just kind of being a snoop. 
And he was literally like copy and pasting some of his responses from like one girl to the other. Awful. (laughs) Like that's how you do it. That's a mass scam right there. There should be people like trying to, I don't know, find these people out and post them on websites. Mm. This keep black keep away from this guy. (laughs) But when was the last time you looked at a list before you went and dated somebody? True. Never. But if it was out there, like if there was a website that people, yeah, you're right. No, we do it. It's just a thought. For any of you curious out there, the reason that I sound like I've been at a rave <laughs> is that I was at a rave. Yeah. <laughs> I had a show here in Shenzhen. We are there are a couple friends and I that get together to play music, and we did it on Friday night. And I had kind of been in the process of losing my voice and that just tipped me over the edge but if you want to see some pictures i'll put them up on our new facebook page at yeah. facebook.com slash two white chicks that's the number two or is it the word two? Uh, i saw it too t-w-o yes so check it out and you can see me singing my heart out mm. that's why it i sound like this a frog in my throat <laughs> it sounds good uh, <laughs> i think it's nice okay so um should we, should we look at our question episode for Yeah, time? let's definitely look at the question. Okay, so we don't have a, um, a voicemail, but we do have a question from Ian Shreds, and he's from London in the UK. Um, and he says, I have heard the justice system is a little different in Shenzhen to that which foreigners are used to. For instance, the, op- uh, the option of a victim to take instant monetary compensation. Um, what, are your, what are your thoughts on that? Hmm. I think what he means when he says instant monetary compensation, I'm I'm guessing he's talking about, you know, things that are settled outside of the court system. Yes. So in in China, it's quite often to see a minor tra- traffic accident. You know, yes. there's millions of people in the city, so there's bound to be some traffic accidents. And so typically if it's a, if it's a minor accident, just like a ding or a scratch or something like that, they'll usually settle it outside of court. So what mm-hmm. that means is they argue in the middle of the road. First of all, <laughs> there aren't really shoulders yeah. in the roads mm. here, so they don't ever move the cars off to the side. They just leave them That's exactly right. where they hit each other because there are two purposes. One, there isn't really that much space off to the side, mm. and two, they're trying to keep it in the exact position that the incident occurs so that they can plead their case for yeah. who's guilty. So they're standing in the middle of the road. They're both, the, both of the cars are parked and they're out just kind of hollering at each other yeah. back and forth. And they're trying to avoid the court, basically not necessarily even the court system, but to have it officially documented because it'll affect their insurance rates greatly. It's Mm -hmm. kind of in the U.S. you have the same thing, but here it's much worse. So it's way cheaper for them to pay cash out of pocket than for their insurance companies to get their hands on the claim. Yes. Yeah, I've also heard that. Um, Although I just want to sneak in there and add a little thing where I have seen knocks happen, like especially drivers hitting those electric bike things and like nothing happens it's just like oh the guy the guy gets knocked off his bike and all his cardboard and (laughs) vegetables fly all over the place there's like the guy gets up and looks a bit dazed but just like collects his things the taxi drive off 
drives off and so does the guy on his bike. I wonder if that's because <laughs> it's illegal <laughs> actually to have an e-bike mm. here in China. I mean, not in China, in, in Shenzhen. In so in most cities of China, it's no problem. I Actually, I used to have an e-bike when I lived in Chengdu and it was quite fun to tool around. But here in Shenzhen, it's much stricter in terms of um, who can have the electronic bike. So mm. usually it's it's only delivery people, so people who are working for courier services or for water mm-hmm. or whatever. So the normal people are not actually allowed to have them. So I'm wondering mm. if the reason why they just don't really fuss about is just because they know they'll get in trouble too. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I never thought about it like that. I've seen a crackdown yeah. around here recently. I've seen yeah. a couple right in front of my eyes. The guy stops at the traffic light. Oh, yeah, Two cops said, come over right. and just take his bike right away. <laughs> um, so are motorbikes, or, or not motorbikes, but those scooters, are they illegal as well? I think... Anything that has a motor. Really? I think anything that's a motorized bike. Because I remember when I first came here, uh, there was a, for- a foreigner that I met and he'd had an accident. But he was talking about getting somehow getting compensation. So if that's... Maybe I, maybe I misunderstood. Like, it was just when I first arrived, so that's four years ago. Um, and I've heard other, like, other, other foreigners trying to get compensation from Chinese people who've knocked them off bikes. <laughs> I don't know, unfortunately. <laughs> Definitely the the, chain, the law changes more rapidly. That's true. Here. Mm. Yeah, so going back to Ian's question about the justice system being different, um, my, I guess, what I, how I, the way that I feel about it is that it's, in the past, it's been quite corrupt, I think. Mm-hmm. Like that's definitely how the the world sees the Chinese. But I I do and I can see it. I, already things are changing. Just within the last couple of years, mm-hmm. I um I used to hear a lot about you know uh, under the table bribes and things. But I know that that's and the government now is is really trying to crack down on those things too. Mm-hmm. Well, I know now um, it used to be much more secretive. But now I've heard that all of the cases are public. I mean, you can go and sit in on a trial if you want, as long as it's not dealing with, like, government secrets or Mm -hmm. something really um, sensitive. You can just go in and sit and watch a case. Right. So that's definitely different from how, yeah, from how I've heard it's been. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, I didn't know know anything any real, like, concrete information before Ian sent us this question, so I had to do a bit of research. And I actually, I mean, it makes sense, but I wasn't aware that until 1987 there was no court system, or at least it had been abolished. Um, Abolished? Yeah, I guess, let's say abolished. And so in 1987 the court system was re-established, as law schools were reopened. Wow. Um, So... I think lawyers, we, we've kind of talked a little bit about this kind of personally, that lawyers are a bit different here, but mm. I've never I've never had to deal with one, so I'm not really sure how exactly. Well, Just, we did deal with one for your work visa, if you remember. Well, I didn't meet. Maybe you didn't meet um, her. No. So 
It is. It's definitely murkier. The whole legal system in China is kind of veiled in this mystery. <laughs> you know, surprise me. <laughs> it's not very open and it's not very clear, even to the lawyer. Seemingly, even to the, at least when I've talked to lawyers, they'll tell me an answer, but they don't really seem mm. like. If I ask one lawyer and I ask another lawyer, I'll usually get two different answers. Yes. yes. So I think a lot of it is just based off of the current situation rather mm. than there being a guideline for any for any situation. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's more loose and fluid and kind mm. of follows the situation versus being more concrete. Yeah. Yeah. I I thought I I would like agree with that. I mean. Not that I've been involved with many like legal situations, but yeah, for example, the work visa. If you need to know something, uh, you you have a question. No one really ever gives you the, the same answer twice. It's so or funny, gives, or even gives you an answer where you think, okay, like I understand. I need to do A, B, and C in order to get my visa. It, yeah. It's never like that. I was like, ever. well, you yeah, have to maybe. maybe. <laughs> Oh man, every time I've gone through, I've been here for almost six years now, and every time I get a new work visa, it's the same thing. Yeah. Well, I don't know, might be 15 days, you might have to give these documents. Mm. Nobody seems to know. I mean, as That's Westerners, true. especially where we, you know, the UK and the US, we're very direct. Yeah. So it's kind of frustrating when you just want to find out mm -hmm. whether or not you can buy a plane ticket to go on vacation or if you'll be stuck in... Because when they have your... When they're processing your work visa, they have your passport so you can't go... You can't leave. You, yeah. You're stuck. So it makes it tricky. I mean, it's kind of puts you in a, a sort of weird limbo. But mm -hmm. Chinese people just kind of go, yeah, go with, the, with flow. the flow. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean... And the thing is, is that when laws do change, they don't, they're not like publicly announced. Like it's always just kind of hearsay. Mm. Like going back to that work visa thing, uh, it was a, like maybe two, two years ago, a year, maybe. Anyway, they changed the law, uh, not law, but the procedure for a work visa, which meant that it was no longer like five days which is what which is what it been it been before you would take your passport to the police station and in five days you would have it back great but then they changed it um so you had to actually physically hand your passport in 15 days before the oh, expiration yeah. but no one knew no one told anyone no one told anyone so the people in doing like dealing with this procedure were like uh oh like and that's when people start to panic and get worried but no, it's no one. Just no one knows. Even the people that have done this procedure maybe ten or twenty times before, like they have no idea. <laughs> it's like everyone's just fumbling around in the dark, hoping to you know, hoping to solve the problem. <laughs> that's my. I suppose that's my experience. Little experience of legal things here. Yeah, fortunately, nothing we haven't. Yeah, yeah nothing had to serious. deal with anything serious. Mm. I guess we're not criminals. Or at least we're good enough not to get caught. Yeah. Um, but when I was, I was reading some, I was reading information about the justice system. I did actually come across quite a few stories written by foreigners who've been in prison in China. Ooh. 
they were quite interesting. Um, I, won't, I mean, I won't go into too many details. I mean, maybe I'll put links so people can read. It was just, it was their stories. There was one guy, um, George Karimi, and he was a Swedish Swedish businessman, and he spent seven years in prison in Beijing. Seven years. Seven years. There was another guy that that was the first story, and he 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 was in for seven or eight months. Hmm. But they both told very similar stories, like confined conditions, like not very, you know, hygienic. Um, and like this, there were people that are put to work. Basically, this guy said that he, um, there was a everyone had a quarter of uh, six thousand Christmas lights to make in a day. Something oh. crazy like that. I can't even imagine like how you go about making Christmas lights exactly. Like how many can you possibly do in a day? If, if that's, I mean, it sounds like a lot anyway. I'm just imagining because I've heard in the past. You know, when prisoners are forced to, like, scrub tiles with, mm. like, toothbrushes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, so I'm just yeah. imagining them making them, like, make every individual Indi- yeah, exactly. light by hand, like, putting in the in tiny the t- yeah. little. I don't even know what goes into Me Christmas either. life, but it looks very tedious. Yeah, yeah it just remind when I read this, it reminded me of, there's a British comedy called Porridge, and <laughs> it's, set in, it's set in a prison. And they have these mundane tasks like making fishing nets and they have to like use a needle to actually, like a huge needle to kind of make the net. Oh man, that'll break, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, (laughs) that's it. They just like over and over again. But these guys said, I mean, in comparison to a lot of the the Chinese inmates, the foreigners kind of didn't get it easy, but you know, because of the language barrier, there was somewhat, it was somewhat easier for them, I think. But mm. seven years, I can't imagine. Like being in prison in general must be extremely difficult for anyone. But so was this pre nineteen eighty seven? No, no, these were actually recent. Oh, okay, so they in had thousands been tried actually. Yes. Uh, so this the Swedish guy. Um, I, cu- I I couldn't really fully understand what had happened to him, but basically, there was a. His associate, business associate, had been um, something had happened to him, and basically he forced the the the, guy, the Swedish guy to take the fall for what had happened. It was a little I couldn't quite understand. I'll put the link on on uh, writtenchinese.com slash episode fourteen, and you can every you guys out there can read it for yourself. Maybe you'll make more sense of it than than I could. Um, but the other guy, I wasn't really sure what had happened to him to to land him in, in prison. Mm. Um, but there are actually, I ju- when I was searching for things, there are lots of stories of foreigners in prisons. Um, even some pictures, which was I was very surprised about. I didn't think I would find anything like that. Did you ever see that show Locked Up Abroad? Mm, no, I don't I think, think so. I think it was Nat Geo. And it was, it. Yeah, it was basically a retelling of foreigners' accounts of being um, locked up in various pr- prisons around the world. Mm. Yeah. I bet it's harsh. I bet you it's better in China than it is in Thailand. Though. Oh, yeah, I've heard Thailand is pretty bad, yeah. It's rough. Yes. Crazy. Yeah, and Viet- in Vietnam as well, I think. I'm sure a lot of those places. Yeah. Man. Well, I also did a little bit of research and read about actually what it would be like to go for a trial. Mm. So, the as we were mentioning, the court system has definitely opened up quite a bit. Yeah. So you can actually walk in and see a trial if you want. 
Um, you don't really need to have a reason or okay. you don't, they don't, they don't seem to question you much. Obviously we're talking about more local trials. So at the mm. local kind of grassroots people's court, the trial goes something like this. So basically you, you have the suspect there, but you have, um, no prosecution. All right. So you've got him there and then essentially the court is completely ruled by, the judge mm-hmm. um there may be multiple judges okay and their ranking might be slightly different and there may be a jury there may be a jury but it's quite a bit different in that the the jury is usually very small right so the jury like the judge to jury ratio tends to be one to three right. so for every yeah. two judges you've got one juror okay. so the judges still have the majority say Mm -hmm. and the judge actually makes both the verdict and the sentence right so the juror i mean i guess they voice their opinion but in a realistic (laughs) point of view they don't really have much power already made his decision yeah are there can there be female judges yeah yeah of course yeah Yeah. okay cool Mm -hmm. oh that's good no equal ops yep yep um so you go in and then the judge will read um, the suspect's name, sex, birthday, ID number, origin, race, education level, working place and title, and then address and then previous history. So you give yeah. kind of like a background yeah. to the person, which I thought was interesting. I mean, yes. in the U.S., I'm pretty sure you can't say yeah, the race or the sex or, no. you know, you can't you can't give or, you know, what they do for a living. No. I don't – I think – Pretty sure you don't have out any of that information. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Because I mean, either. those that information is is probably to some people will will swear their opinion of you in some way. Of course, so, of yeah. course. But they read all that, and then the judge will state the facts. Mm. So they'll state the facts as they've been presented to him or her, <laughs> and then the suspect is asked or the, the defendant is asked whether or not the facts are correct. Right. So if they're correct, then they'll move on to the the lawyer of the defendant, suspect. But if they're not correct, then the the suspect has a chance to redeem themselves, oh. to explain what's not correct and why. Okay. So basically, there's this discourse between the judge and the suspect before any third party gets involved at all. Wow. So after that... And actually, the judge does a lot of questioning, so it's much more—it's much more hands-on for the judges here in China. Mm. So then, after the suspect has stated their case, uh, then it goes to the lawyer, and the lawyer or the defense lawyer will will give a chance. Kind of, it, usually they're trying to level with the judge, saying, "Okay." This person, yes, they may be guilty, but they're young. They don't have any previous history. Mm-hmm. They have a high level of education. Mm-hmm. They're not a threat to society. So they give kind of a defense mm-hmm. for the suspect. And they get a chance to prepare in advance, like to prepare. The, oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's normal. Okay. It's like a lawyer. Okay. Have, so you okay, hire cool. the lawyer. Right. It's just that the, the lawyers states their case basically after the judge has already spoken to the defendant. Right. Okay. I see. Yep. And then um, the verdict and the... So after the lawyer has finished speaking, the verdict and the sentence are decided by, by the judge. I mean, it's it's decided by basically the 
that the whole collegiate bench. So the collegiate bench is comprised of however many judges and however many jurors. Although there aren't always jurors. Like if it's a small local court, usually it's just a one judge. So right. he just it's just one man show. Mm-hmm. He's just listening to him and then just acts on. Wow. The higher profile cases will have more like three or seven judges wow. and jurors. It's always an odd number to make sure that there's never any kind of a tie. tie right. Yeah, so that's kind of how the system works, which is really Interesting. different from yeah, in the U.S. where you'll have two lawyers basically who are arguing for the prosecution or the defendant, mm-hmm. and they'll be going back, and there'll be the lawyers asking them the questions, and it's it's kind of a battle of the lawyers, whereas in, in China, the lawyers are kind of more in the background. It's more about the conversation between the judge and the one who's being accused. Yeah. Mm, I, wonder how, I wonder how that works. Like, I'm, I mean, my gut feeling is that that works against the defendant in some way Mm. I feel like it seems a bit unfair I don't know because I mean if you have a really good lawyer who's on the prosecution Mm. side they can kind of bury you even if you have a good defense if you have a very clever lawyer on the other side Mm. they can skew the facts and oh yeah absolutely they can kind of twist so I don't know it almost because you know they don't have in China like innocent until proven guilty that's mm. for sure <laughs> yeah yeah that's right i'd be curious to see a a, a tv drama about a chinese court mm. maybe they have them I don't maybe know. i'm gonna have a look we can have a look if yeah. we find them we like law and order i like that i'll bet you if if they don't then it's probably coming it's probably gonna come yeah maybe <laughs> i should send a message to shenzhen media and say come on i want to mm. see a drama mm-hmm. yes sounds good mm-hmm. <laughs> so what else did you find out about the judicial system? Okay, so I found out that, uh, this is quite interesting, uh, actually, I found. So I thought, so what about what about young people? Because when I was uh, doing my research, I discovered that um, the crime crime rate in China is very low. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Makes sense. I mean, yeah. And that Chinese cities are actually the safest in the world. Some of the safest cities in the world. To be honest, it doesn't surprise me. I feel quite safe here. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, but it actually said that uh, the uh, youth crime is actually still quite high. And so it's only been in recent years, actually in 2012, that the uh, government actually changed the criminal procedure law and actually introduced the juvenile justice system so before then youths were treated the same as adults okay which is quite scary i think Mm -hmm. um but they've actually they've really tried to like change things a lot and they want to focus on education instead of punishment Mm -hmm. and there's this system called uh i'm not sure the tones it was in english written in english um, and it's it's basically um, focusing on trying to rehabilitate uh, juvenile delinquents, basically, instead of punishing them. So now everything's everything's sep- they're they're separated from from adults, and they get a different they get a different treatment, which I, I think is great. I'm just amazed that it's taken till 2012 for this to happen. To be mm-hmm, honest. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That was quite a shock to me. Do you think they're really, like, throwing them in prison? I mean, let's say it's somebody who's around, let's say, 14. 14 mm-hmm. is, like, just, I feel like, just too young 14. to really know any better. <laughs> yeah, maybe. In a sense, I guess it depends on the crime. But I wonder if they're thrown in prison with the adults. Oh, what now? No, Still, previously, before, before, before they had the that juvenile was, system. That was the impression I got. Wow. They, they, they said that women have been, were separated, but uh, juveniles were, were put with adults. Wow. So there wasn't that divide until very, very recently. Wow, crazy. Yeah. Mm. So uh, I also did a little bit of research into capital punishment. Ooh. Yeah. So... It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be when I did this research. Um, so this, the capital punishment has changed a lot in, you know, in the in the last few years. Uh, so there's been a lot of criticism and capital punishment in China in general because they have um, the in they basically execute more people in China than the rest of the world does altogether. Well, they have a fifth of the population, yeah, though, so it's hard exactly. to compare, yeah. That's that's right. But um, in the last two or three years, that's actually less than halved. So oh, wow. uh, I, I, have, I actually don't have the figures, like the dates, but I think it was in 2013, the figures were 5,000, but like in the last few years, it's actually halved. Okay. Which I think has got to be a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, a half is quite a large... Yeah, I think so. Knock, knock down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and so and in in the past, uh, I don't, I, it wasn't as... Capital punishment wasn't as controlled. Like, it was for... A, the, the, the crimes weren't... Uh, didn't need to be that serious, I don't think. But now it's for like serious violent, you know, like mm. murder and also drug tra- tra- yeah, drug trafficking. Mm. Um, I know the government really tries hard to protect um, the society's faith in itself. Mm. So I think whenever the government's uh, authority is challenged, mm-hmm. in in the past it has taken more drastic measures to kind of regain. For example, with the the milk powder, that the incident that happened, we've mentioned in a couple previous episodes too. Yeah. How there were there was a company who was making milk powder for infants who were using cheap materials, which were basically not even food mm-hmm. products, uh, to supplement and to make the formula cheaper, and it caused a lot of infants to to die mm-hmm. and many many to get sick, and. It was kind of like a really shameful story, and it scared the Chinese consumer, made them very upset. And so I know that the people who were at the head of that were executed and very quickly executed. And I think, I mean, those people weren't necessarily violent at all. No. You know. That would be manslaughter, right, I guess? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not sure in the U.S. if that would warrant the death penalty or not. I feel like it's usually mm-hmm. only for those violent crimes yes. when you're like, that's ser- obviously it's, it's still manslaughter yes. and there's still, I mean, 
if they knew what they were doing, they are terrible people. Mm -hmm. I guess they get what they deserved, but they weren't violent. So I'm not sure if they would have received a similar punishment in the States. Yeah. Well, that's where, the, I mean, and not that I want to get into it too much, but that's where capital punishment is can be a problem, really. Mm. I mean, that there's a line, like, who, I mean... Yeah, because if they just line. need to, if they just feel like they need to um, basically make an example out of people, then... Mm. It, it actually it might be good for the con like for for the whole but for those people yes. man that's just that's awful yeah. so I could see yeah I see where it's definitely been necessary in the past but as China has um you know I feel like even though even though it's still relatively closed off a lot of you know that there's like censoring for the internet here um it's even though people have access to, some people know, like they know what's going on, yeah. but they still have trust in the government. And so mm -hmm. I feel like the government feels more like the people are, there may be some people who don't agree, but they still see China as progressing. Mm -hmm. So as long as it's progressing, then they don't necessarily have a reason to, yeah. to get upset. So the government probably has more, um, has has le has less reason to like strike with the iron. Mm. Well, I, I mean, I read. Um, I was curious to know if um, if the death penalty would continue in China, whether mm. they'd had any thoughts about uh, abolishing it. And a lot of what I read was um, it was positive for the future that it really? might change. Really? Yes, which mm. did surprise me, but the. They, they were saying that the the Chinese government have always kind of believed that it was important for the people, just like what you said. Um, I mean, uh, Mao Zedong and uh, Deng Xiaoping were like, you know, can I say, I mean, strong advocates of it, basically, because they felt that the people needed to, um, that it needed to help people's anger, you know, to mm. solve that anger that they would feel. And I think with that, the mill case, I think that would probably do it. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah, you're talking about people who have only one child and that one child is taken oh, yes. away from them. That's oh, just... Talk, talking of that, um, I read... Uh, these were quite recent. I mean, within, like, the last 20 years of cases, there was four or five examples. There, and I think there they are examples because they've actually... Uh, been the families have been apologised to these people because they were wrongly executed. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Mm. So, and the, the last one was strange because it was quite recent. Um, although the, the execution wasn't recent, but they recently discovered that it was, that this man had been falsely uh, executed. Mm. Yeah, well, that can happen in any system. I mean, in the U.S. too, yes. you have cases. Definitely, there are plenty of cases where mm. the execution was carried out, and then later they find evidence that it was the wrong person. Yeah, yeah. This this last case was particularly like a, a big deal because although they were the family was apologized to, um, actually the government didn't give them any kind of compensation. It was actually from what I read, uh, I read it was actually the. Um, like a judge who 
actually like volunteered the money. It was, in my opinion, it was a small amount of money, but not that money can ever bring back their child. It was 30,000 uh, RMB, hmm. which doesn't seem a hell of a lot of money, really, in my opinion, but eh. no. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I hope so. In summary, I mean, we can just say that the Chinese judicial judicial system, when mm-hmm. compared to the West, is definitely more mysterious, but that it is certainly making strides to become more transparent. Definitely. And also, don't mess with it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Just, just don't mess with the law anywhere, not just in China. That's right. <laughs> you need to be a goody two-shoes like us. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Uh, so if you want to see any uh, links um, that we've talked about, you can go to writtenchinese.com slash episode 14. And you can also see our uh, Chinese word of the week that Nora is going to give to us now. Sure am. So since we've been talking about the judicial judicial system, what can I say it? <laughs> I've been like that all, all through my this brain, time. Speaking brain. rubbish. <laughs> um... I thought I'd give you the word for lawyer, because it kind of almost sounds like lawyer in English, I guess. Okay, cool. So the word is lu shi. So that's like the worst sound in Chinese, in my opinion, that yi. It's difficult as well. It's the sound I make when I see a cockroach. (laughs) Do you? I was like, (laughs) like, (laughs) yi. L U with the umlau over the top. S-H-I, Lu Shi, so that means lawyer in Chinese. Okay, cool. Well, thank you very much. So I'll put the links to the Written Chinese Dictionary so you can find out more about those separate characters. And you can use the dictionary to learn a bit of Chinese if you would like. Mm -hmm. You can learn on the go, too. I mean, we've got the mobile app, so take advantage. That's writtenchinese.com slash apps. You can see that there. Yeah, And we've got a cool game, too. Have a look, please. We do. Free, free, free. So if you would like to leave us a question, you can go to writtenchinese.com slash voicemail. Um, we've had uh, today Ian left us a question. Thank you, Ian. Yeah, thanks, Ian. That's Actually, great. we love you. You've been a very active After, absolutely, absolutely. member, so we're very happy to have you. And it was a thought, thought-provoking question. Indeed. We've had to do our research and we have both found out things that we didn't know before. We hope you are now a little more educated on the... I'm going to say justice system, not the other word, because I won't be able to say it either. Judicial system. Oh, yes. Judicial system. Judicial? 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 Do you say judicial in the UK? Yeah. Oh, we say judicial. Oh, okay. Interesting. Now I learned something else that's new. So did I. Nice. All right. Okay, so, yeah, don't forget to come and visit us. Uh, writtenchinese.com slash episode 14 or if you're in Shenzhen you can come visit us here oh yeah please do we'll grab a coffee with you yeah it's just, true. just send us a message just leave us a comment or you can go to our Facebook page facebook.com slash two white chicks two is two w on not the, number, the letter the letter two please don't use the letter, the letter two. two yes that won't work <laughs> t-w-o white chicks yes please <laughs> We're waiting for you. Yes, please. Have a great week. (laughs) Bye. Bye.